Hey ladies, I'm LaKendra. And I'm LaMisha. And we are Them Dope Wives. With 30 years of collective experience, we're here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really like. The ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. What about the for better, for worse, in sickness and in health? You know, doing your part till death do you part? Oh, yes, of course, that too. And real talk, we might even spill a little tea and tell somebody's business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. One thing I've always liked about Trevor Noah is that he definitely is not afraid (laughs) of saying what needs to be said. And I think it's because he's a comic that he can do it in a way (laughs) that is like, um received better and is a little bit less offensive than if you know someone with a more serious bend would be able to do you know no he said they're real serious he said like he like on his tiktok it's kind of like the off-camera moments that are not a part of the actual show and there was no smiles there was no fun there was like he was dead he was dead ass as they say and he and he was he was speaking from his entire heart to somebody that he considered um, someone he looked up to and possibly maybe at one point a friend or at least an associate. Mm-hmm. He was like, bruh, I don't hate you, but this is not where it's at. Man, that's... Well, I guess maybe... I Hopefully he'll be that one for him. You know what I mean? Hopefully he'll be the one to reach across the aisle and, uh, and, 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 and effectively get to him. You know what I'm saying? I just, uh, it's hard. It's so hard when people, when, the, when, when the compassions run out, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. people as human, I mean, as human beings, we get tired, right? It's like the, it's like caregiver, <laughs> caregiver fatigue. You know what I'm saying? So yes. you're caring after somebody that you love and you love them and you want the best for them. But like after a while you get exhausted and you're just like, you know what? <laughs> you're not going to keep uh, throwing this food in my face and I'm feeding you every day. Like, right. you know what I mean? I think that I think that the general public kind of gave him a pass for a while. For a while it was like, man, that's so sad. Your mom passed. And that was like, yo, everything. That was all you had. Like, and anyone who's lost a mom can probably say, you know, I know that pain and it's no joke. And it's, it's something that you just, it, it, it kills you. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. feel that, uh, I don't know. 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 I, I think that most people have just grown tired. And I think that most people are not invested enough um, in him. Like, I mean, unless you're nobody just... Nobody is investing in him. Nobody's... I but, nobody I mean, I think no, but I mean, who is... Okay, so who is close enough to him that can, be, that can like, be invested? Because think about this. If you're a billionaire, right? You mm-hmm. are a billionaire. You, your circle's already small. super small, right? Yep. And even within that super small circle... I imagine it's a few of them people that you caring for, like financially. Yeah. And who is gonna, you know, what's the saying go, uh, 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 cut your nose to smite your face or something? Yeah. Like, who's gonna do that to themselves? Um, where Kanye is concerned, who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna risk telling him like it's he I is right, mm-hmm. and potentially getting kicked out. Like I love I you and I want best for you, but I'm, I'm if I say something, and I know you taking care of me, and you decide, you know what, you out, figure your life out, do out. Yeah, well, that, that's that, what happens. I mean, <laughs> that's what happens when people have conditions to their love, right? And that's kind of where he messed up with his. Um, ex or future ex-wife is that her love did have conditions her she he started spiraling he was off his hinges he and and got even more off his hinges while he was married to uh that girl 
and <laughs> not decided, that girl. <laughs> she decided that she didn't want to deal with it. She mm. was done with it, and she left him in the most vulnerable, mentally vulnerable state. Right, because he started spiraling while he was with her. His issues started when he was with her. Not to mention, I think it had everything to do. Uh, not everything. A lot to do with her mm-hmm. because she's a witch. But why well, I feel like it, I knew you was going to say that. Why well, I feel like I knew you was going to be like, but with that hoodoo voodoo. But yes, <laughs> listen, witchcraft, witchcraft, and and uh, demonic spirits. Um, but, but she didn't care enough about him. She had his ear. She had his heart. If anybody could have said, you know what? I love this man so much because he's my husband. So I need to, we need to step away from everything. Somebody watch our kids. We need to step away from everything and do what we need to do to get him healthy, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. She, she wasn't gonna not, never do that. She wasn't gonna never do that. As soon she was, as it became as soon as it, for her, it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna work. Know. And I don't see this is the trip. This is the whole tripped out part. I don't know why all these men, specifically black men, are intrigued and uh just enthralled with the Kardashian women. Like I don't understand it for the life of me. They are not built for uh for, for for I don't think they are they're they're these are business women like these bag. women out here to get a bag like they're not yes. playing no games with you they may want some kids with you because they want some legacy right and they mm-hmm. and they and they love their children now they love them kids but they don't love no man and they're not they're not about to they're not about to put themselves out for you they are not about to bend over backwards for you they are not about to stand with you while you go through sickness and health issues and everything like these ain't they them ain't that they ain't that tight right because the only love they knew from my vantage point which is far far away from where they are is the love they have for their father who died at an age where they didn't see the maturity of the love. They just saw mm. a daddy's love. They didn't see, they didn't have the opportunity to experience the love of a father as, you know, a teenager going through trials as, mm. you know, a young adult, as an adult, as, you know, making the life decisions they needed to make in order to shape and mold them to have good character, mm. um, to shape and mold little people, their children. They didn't have the, the love of a father to do that. No, they got, uh, they got, uh, Jenner. Who want, who secretly wanted to live wanted to be the life that they were right and mm. so and then they got and, and and their mother who um I'm sure loved them but decided that she needed to make sure that she was she and her family her legacy were cared for more than loved. I think that it started with Chris. I think that her focus has always been we gonna be all right, and yeah. I think that we gonna be all right. Focus was all about listen. What we not gonna what we're not gonna never be is broke. What we not gonna right. never do is lack. Okay, we gonna stay on top. We gonna always get that bag. We gonna always get that coin. And whoever you align yourself with needs to be about securing it for you and making sure you have that. And you could tell it in her daughters that are like, these girls are not these these girls is not they are not scraping the bottom. They ain't they ain't broke. Uh, they don't need no man to do a dang on thing. Mm-hmm. Whatever they want to do, they can do it, and and it's on and it's on them. Mm-hmm. So I think that there is a level of independent woman that does not create space for a man. Can can we just say this? Can I just say this? Mm-hmm. And it never has to be addressed. It never has to be mentioned. Nobody ever gotta feel it agree they can just but listen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tox- toxic femininity is a far greater um threat mm. to society than masculine toxicity girl you, you about to make me shout girl you about to make me shout <laughs> 
can we say that? Can, can we, we say, say that and not the like independent, the try to come for us? The I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-D, what you know about me, is going to set us up for demise. Utter, utter, utter destruction, utter chaos, utter confusion, because that's the that's the way that we. I mean, that's that's the way we're headed right now. Toxic femininity, one hundred thousand percent, is what catapulted the whole movement of masculine toxicity. Yeah, or toxic masculinity. Yes. Toxic masculinity. I'm sorry. I can't even I don't even use it. I don't even say but mm-hmm. yes, it casts about the independent woman, the I don't need a man, the you that is what created the hypersensitive yep. masculine energy. Oh my God. And it's and it's now and it's been toxic, been deemed as toxic. Girl, girl, this is why this is why I find myself frustrated in shopping for clothes for my young son. Cause everything is like either it's girls' clothes or it's gender neutral. Mm. I'm just like, because what? Cause he can't be a boy no more. <laughs> like, what is going no. on? He can't be a boy no more. He can't wear he can't wear trucks and 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 dinosaurs that look angry. You know what I'm saying? He gotta right. be playing with rainbows. Like he can't wear these things that look very, very boy, very, very masculine. Um, this is a problem. This is why we're losing boys to feminine energy. Yes. You know, this is why we have we have boys that don't understand, you know, where where to stand, how to be, how to approach, how to get after. But yet we women know exactly what that masculine energy looks like exactly how we want it right but Mm -hmm. at the same time with us wanting it we also have the audacity to shun it and call it toxic yep you you're turned on at the fact that they done grabbed their crotch but then you at the same time you're going to turn around and say oh my god i feel I feel just right. so unsafe. I feel unsafe because they grab their genitalia in my presence. Like I I don't know how to feel about Are you kidding me? Is that right. is that what we're doing right now as a society? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Well, this that's is why this is why we're looking for this is why we're looking for uh that 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 big man energy. Yeah. Yep. That big D energy, big <laughs> D energy, yeah, is is what is what we looking for. It but is. ain't nobody. I mean, like it's about a handful of men sprinkle sprinkle out there who actually got it Ooh. because anytime they flex it, they are talked down to. Mm-hmm. Anytime they've showed up and showed out for a woman, mm-hmm. it's been met with who you think you. I mean, I could do it all by my. Girl, I literally had somebody uh, talking about Romeo and Juliet. Like, Romeo being outside of her window, calling out to her, was a problem. And I was like, wait, Romeo and Juliet? Like, we done went all the way back to... We done went all the way back there? Like, y'all, wow. y'all offended because Romeo was calling for her from the window? I, I just that's so ridiculous. It I wanna tell you what I miss big D energy. I yes. miss being in the midst. Uh I remember undergrad and you go mm. to the you go to the frat parties. Ah, uh, it is big D energy all up in the space. Right. Because that is where max yes, yes, that's where masculinity was honed that is where the mm. boys transitioned from their mama house mm-hmm. to whole men who mm-hmm. could smell them i mean yeah. go to the frat house experience the stank mm-hmm. get yourself a cup or whatever is in the, in the pun- yeah and 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 take in and let and let the pheromones hypnotize you <laughs> Listen, this is, see, this is why, this is why we struggle within the acronyms. This is why we struggle within the acronyms because don't nobody know. Listen, 
men need to have masculine energy and fit and women need to have feminine energy. It is something about tapping into your womanhood, your, your feminine power that makes you feel like a woman. It's something about it. And it's something for men. I think about, you know, getting that voice low, getting into that baritone, feeling that self, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I feel like the appeal of that, of that big D energy is, you know, it, it represents so much to us, I think, as women. And I'm not saying be a damsel, right? Because nobody, you know, it's fun to be a damsel. I am. I'm going to start fainting again. It's- <laughs> I'm going to bring, bring fainting back. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring back fainting. <laughs> I'm going to throw the back of my head on my forehead and oh, just no. wherever I land. <laughs> and just peek one eye out. And make sure yes. you fall on a pillow. <laughs> yes. I'm going to start fainting again. It's coming back. 2023, we bring it back fainting. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to tell you, it, it, because we need it. We need the masculine energy. I think it brings, like, have you ever, and it, and it doesn't even have to be, like, I love it with my own husband, but, like, if there is something about men being men in the midst yes. of women. It's yes. something about men being men in the midst of women. That is just so attractive. And so I feel like when you feel like the men are manning up, you feel secure, right? Wow. You got a masculine man, you feel secure because you know what I mean? He can he can run with a pack, he can run alone, but he can handle himself. Yeah, he can I mean, I don't know. It's at some point, the word masculinity is going to be lost. It's going to be erased from the textbooks. Mm, There's going to be protests about it being in no. library books in our elementary schools and middle schools like it is, right? Like they doing slavery right now. Girl, like, girl. Act like it didn't exist. Like masculinity doesn't exist. And let me, and let me explain. Like this is how deep it goes, right? So mm. we're talking about like think about the swagger, the confidence, the pheromones, the, the style, all of the things that comes that come with, you know, mm-hmm. being a man, right? A well-dressed, mm-hmm. good smelling, edge up, crisp, mm. tight, you know, you know, man, right? We're talking about that. Like I'm sitting with my daughter watching these, you know, Nickelodeon, watching these shows on TV that they have now, and it is almost a struggle to watch any one of those shows to find an it don't mean if it's African-American, Caucasian, Hispanic man that is in the group that is actually a boy. Like mm. a boy, boy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there always has to be the presence of uh somebody that that go that that's swinging. Uh-oh. You know, there always has to be the presence of somebody that's homosexual, right? Who challenges the masculine energy in the group. Yeah. Or or that identifies more with the feminine energy and activities in the group. And yeah. But why? Because my daughter is seven. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just I'm happy that my husband is a man's man, right? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. happy that masculine. There's nothing toxic about the masculinity that happens in my house and what is being taught to my son, right? Yeah, somebody yeah. got to somebody got to continue to raise like boys. Somebody has to raise the boys, and I think that it's 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 gonna be like so key to find the community for our sons so that they can get that, especially the sons that are being raised with just their moms. Cause I'm yeah. concerned as a mom of a toddler girl, it's some moms out here. And I'm just like, did you want a son or did you want a daughter? Like, let's right. just understand that. You get what I mean? Like yeah. everybody, it's just, it's, it's like, for example, I think I may have shared this, but there's this, um, was watching this TikTok of this, this woman. I think I told you about it. She was doing her son's hair. And yes, when I say this boy's got some long, thick, luscious hair, mm-hmm. like, beautiful i mean this hair like to his elbows like his hair is long and beautiful and she sits and she braids it and she styles it and does all this 
And uh, he was sitting there in just like a tank top. And you know, when kids are young, especially like girls, they haven't matured, they could be flat as a board and you don't know, except they got mm-hmm. hair. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> their hair and their eyes, right? You think, oh, that's a little girl. Well, somebody was complimenting and was like, oh, um, oh, her hair is so gorgeous. And he was like, thank you. And it was like this exhale and thank you. And his mother picked up on that, like, wait, what's wrong with you? Why you say it like that? And he was like, they keep calling me a girl. I'm not a girl. And she was like, that's because they're so ignorant and they are so hateful. And they are. So, and I'm just like, ma'am, you raising your son mm-hmm. with little D energy. Mm-hmm. You're raising your son with a whole lot of feminine energy. You won't give. And I've said this to a lot of women that. That a, that a son's hair is his mother's glory. That hair mm-hmm. is not for him. It's not for, it's not for him. Unless he's old enough to say, I want to grow my hair. Mm-hmm. You need to not let him have hair all down his back and getting confused with little girls because then there's already a question mark over his head um, pertaining to his identity. And it just see, it, and I just I disagree with that because my son has always had hair, mm-hmm. and there's never been any confusion. My son is always dressed like a boy. He has long eyelashes. When he was younger, he had long eyelashes and hair. And the reason he had hair is because he is very very tender headed, and getting haircuts were painful for him. And so I started doing his hair, and I was like, okay, fine, we won't do haircuts. I'll just trim your hair kept it a little curly up top it grows super super fast actually right now while we talking he's at an appointment to get his hair locked and Mm. he is always he has always had hair now I think as generations come up and generations you know turn there's Mm -hmm. always going to be a difference but I think for a man a boy a baby a child whatever to have hair and to be dressed gender appropriate, it is what it is. There's always confusion when it comes to babies because all of them have the soft features, mm-hmm. right? Boys mm-hmm. and girls, they have soft features. Mm-hmm. When I got my son a haircut and he had a fade, it was fine. It mm-hmm. was great for it was, you know, for the time that it was, but he feels more like himself with his hair. Mm-hmm. He's Samson, you know what I'm saying? And it, who it okay. Not, you okay. know what I'm saying? Like he. He feels his confidence, you know, he, if his hair ain't right, he could basically have a bad day. And it don't speak nothing about, you know, a feminine quality with it because a man who don't have a fresh edge up and a fresh haircut feels the exact same way. Well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if he's old enough to say, I want to grow out my hair, your son is at that age. I want to grow out my hair. So what I'm saying when they're little, if you keep, I mean, a little curly fro, that, that to me is not girl hair i'm saying if you if you're putting ponytails you got a you got a whole afro puff at the top of his head you or you got a you got a whole mess of hair everywhere Mm -hmm. and it's not and there are there are cuts for little boys with long hair there are actually boy cuts yes he don't have a boy required and edge edge up right so if he just got a whole lot of hair and you ain't shaved the back you ain't shaved the sides you just putting ponytails in his hair. I've seen women put beads in their son's hair. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, seen, I've seen you it put all. Beads in his hair. Okay. Even though, because I feel like this, because of the society we're in now, because everything is, is girl power, feminine energy, mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. this, girl that, girls are wearing boys' clothes. Yep. Right? And yep, so, girls are wearing boys' clothes and boys are wearing girls' clothes. And that's it right there. Right, right. But as long as you have decided, as long as I think as long as you have decided and you are raising your son to be a boy and not putting the gender neutral option on the table, like, well, we don't know what he want to be. We don't know what he is. Mm. All I'm saying is you are born a boy. And so Mm. you're going to get treated and you're going to act and you're going to dress with the clothes that I'm buying in a masculine way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is this is this is how it's gonna be in my house, right? And I think you have the same feel about how it's gonna be in your house. Now, if yeah. you do that with long eyelashes, 
um, because genetically you just have long eyelashes. If your hair grows extremely fast mm-hmm. before you, there's boys who, before they even get their one haircut, they got their one year old haircut. Their hair is long enough to be braided. Yeah, or that's true. Put in a man bun. But again, there are, th- it's, it's about the energy, right? Because how it many is. do we see with man buns? How many boys do we see with man buns? And it's a hundred percent masculine. You know what I'm saying? Like there is, is no true. feminine energy around it. And so for kids and babies, I think it is, it's what's allowed, right? Because mm. when my son had all his hair, there was never any, nobody is ever going, was ever going to look at him and say, just oh, a little girl. What what is that, right? And so when mm-hmm. they're toddlers and their features are soft and there's some confusion about their gender, I mean it's definitely understandable, right? But how are you dressing your son? Are you dressing them like a son? Are you dressing them neutral? You know, that's the decision that's made in each household. Yes, so this is true. You dress him, if you dress your son neutral and he has soft features because he's a, a baby, he's young, yeah. then there's going to be some question. And addressing that correctly is what's supposed to happen. Bringing the anger in a rah-rah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. said, it's going to make him get... That's, that's feminine energy that you're giving to your son. No, I think what she should have said was, you know what? You got long hair. You got long eyelashes. You got beautiful skin. Your complexion is amazing. Mm-hmm. And... That's some things that a lot of women wish that they had, Mm -hmm. but you're a child and you're a boy and that's all that matters. So if somebody approaches you and say, oh, your little girl is pretty, you can say, "Uh, no, I'm a boy. boy. This this is what it is. I'm a boy. I'm just cute. I don't think there's anything wrong with correcting. Honestly, yeah. I feel that, it, yeah, I agree. It could have been handled a little bit differently. You know, she said, it's okay to let people know that you're not a girl. It's okay right. to let them know. No, thank uh, thank you for the compliment to my hair, but I'm a boy. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I have seen men with hair. I mean, there's like, there's at, like Jason Moa, Jason Momoa. I swear I say this man's name wrong. You know, mm-hmm. um, Lisa Bonet's ex-husband. Yes. He is very masculine looking and hair or no hair. You ain't never gonna mistake that big D energy for nothing else. <laughs> right. Just right. It is it is very he got big D energy. If you what present. does it look like? It's some men, it don't matter how they wear their hair. That 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 machismo, that that masculinity, yes. that ah, that's not gonna it, it ain't no hair gonna mask that. Yeah, and and, and, the, and the death of the machismo is, you know, what is being what's happening with some of the the toxic femininity. It is, and it's concerning. I think. I mean, it's very, very concerning. I think that there is nothing wrong with teaching our young boys to man up. I don't think there's anything wrong uh, with teaching them um, emotional competence. And I feel like this: there's always going to be a time when a man will need to cry, right? There's going to be a time when he's going to need to express emotions like sorrow and frustration and all of these things. But the way that he expresses his emotion cannot look identical to the way that women express their emotions because we're different. And I think it's nothing wrong with us being different. I just think that it's important to put place to it. You know, I think that there's an emotional intelligence around it. Somebody somebody passes away, we all crying. Everybody say it. Right. You know, you're frustrated, you're not you're not crying. You're not crying. What you will do is you will take a minute, you will assess the situation, you will take some deep breaths, and you will gather yourself. Now, if you need to cry, go and have a personal moment, come back collected, and then deal with it. But we're not we're not crying through all of our all of our frustrations. Right. So what I've taught my son. So my son is 16 years old. For those who don't know, my son is 16 years old. And so what I've taught him is emotional identification. And that's something I coined myself. It ain't nothing fancy. It's just some words put together. Emotional identification. Basically what it is is anytime that I have seen him from even being a young boy experience an emotional change, I challenge him to call it out. So Mm. when he gets in trouble and he sits on his bed and he's pouting. I'm like, okay, I see you with your arms crossed. Are you 
upset with yourself? Are you mad at your dad for recognizing the issue and calling you out on it? Like, I want him to identify his emotions, what they are, and call them out. I want him to be able to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm raising is, I'm raising, um, right now my son is 6'1". He is a chocolate uh boy and mm-hmm. and he is going to be seen and considered as a grown man anytime he leaves my house and mm-hmm. so what i need him to be able to do and i said it to him just like this mm-hmm. i said it to a couple of other parents is i need him to be able to identify and call out his feelings verbally because if it doesn't save his life at least when the footage is shown it will be a reason for conviction because one, if he, Uh. if he gets pulled over and he says, um, I'm nervous, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Oh, I'm scared. Okay. Can you give me a second? This is, this is a little bit too much for me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to manage, you know, get my identification and also being nervous because of what's happened. You know what I'm saying? If he can call those out verbally and Mm. identify what's going on with him and his feelings, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if he is then hurt by somebody of authority on the streets mm-hmm. and there is footage of it they're going to say he identified what was going on he said he was nervous he said he was scared that's why he was shaking not because he was doing something wrong because as he called out he was identified and scared and so let's pass down a conviction mm-hmm. or he'll be in the presence of somebody who will be actually listening to him and say hey man i know you're frustrated i hear you say you you you're a little nervous let me help you calm down ain't nothing going on here Mm-hmm. license and want to make sure your car is the way it's supposed to be is registered mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so one or two things are going to happen if he can have enough emotional um if can he tell can call him. out his, his, yeah. his emotions and he can identify his emotions and call them out verbally then mm-hmm. it can possibly save his life or it could save his reputation you know what I'm <laughs> and, no that's good stuff so I, yeah and so those are those are the things like when it comes to what's going on with our with our men and emotion like be able to say what it is and call it out it's yeah. very important also in relationships I don't care even with his teacher if your teacher if it's going on something going on with your teacher and you don't understand you say okay hold on Miss Bill I'm frustrated because I don't understand this equation yeah you know and I'm saying that then as a teacher she should be able to stop and say okay hold on this is not mm-hmm. something that should frustrate you let's break down the problem a little bit right you get what, yeah I think I, I love that because I feel that um it 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 opens the door for just good communication, right? For healthy communication. For healthy yes. communication, right? Because the thing is this, everybody's going to have a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a man, man, woman, a child. <laughs> We're all going to have a feeling. And the sooner you can identify what you're feeling, the sooner you can begin to deal with that feeling, right? Yes. You know, I, I can I can't deal with it until I know what it is. I'm just, you know, and, and that's why I have to like get away from feeling away. Feeling mm-hmm. away doesn't do, that doesn't necessarily identify what you're feeling. It's just saying I have some kind of emotion around this, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you know I really just I, I'm processing. I really don't know how I feel right now. I'm just kind of processing. Um, this is a bit overwhelming, right? And I'm processing. So I think that that's some good teaching stuff. Those are some good nuggets. So y'all out there listening, y'all need to make sure. You pick up them nuggets and you go ahead and you apply them to your parenting because I think it's a really good thing to be able to get your children to calm down, right? Not yes. overreact, but also to be able to identify what they're experiencing emotionally because once we understand what we're experiencing, then we can deal with it. Right now, I'm dealing with tantrums. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, we just falling out. And I just and I let them. I just be like, oh, are we falling out? All right, cool. Um, I'll be back. You let me know when you're done with that. And then... <laughs> whatever we'll we'll have snacks i don't know we'll deal with it then right i mean my baby can't talk and he he cannot tell me what he's experiencing so he screams and then i just i stare at him he stares at me you know it's it's nobody wins in the situation so got a ways before we get there it's some it's been some things going on though in the way of parenting that i um that i just wanted to bring up a couple things i saw on the news that just kind of tripped me out um I don't know if you saw this in May national news. There were these daycare workers down in Mississippi who were like terrorizing these toddlers with green masks on. Mm-hmm. When right. I say, when I say this is like reason number 669, why we don't do Halloween, and why my baby's going to be right at home with his own mama. 
because you can't even you can't even and right. it wasn't even like one or two it was five workers yep five of them who are supposed to be looking out for these people kids and these are itty bits these ain't these kids these kids are my son's age they barely walk and talking yep and you want to be chasing them screaming at them grabbing at them like what are you like instilled so much fear in these kids one of the parents was talking about how her her child is still having night terrors and is afraid to let them go another one is you know the kids won't sleep like it's bad and i am so glad that they press charges and that they are gonna have uh that they are that they have their they have five charges they've been charged with like five felony charges of like child abuse yeah and I am so glad of it. And people are, because it's making people start think twice, start thinking twice about the way that they um, engage with children. Like, it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, okay. Why, why is this just now the reason why people are thinking about how they engage in children? So these mm. were young idiots. <laughs> these There's people, 20, some 20-something, 5-20-something yeah, females. Yeah, these are idiots. They, they probably do not have children and and had no thought of the repercussions of their actions because this wasn't like targeted they didn't target specific kinds types of children mm. everybody got it mm-hmm. everybody got the scare and that's what's the crazy part is collectively out of the whole group of employees nobody thought uh this gonna traumatize the kids this is not really funny this is not a good thing <laughs> they mm. had no one that thought that out of all these people and it was it is it's very very sad and 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 i think something that is just for entertainment at this point Hmm. halloween it's just for entertainment it's just for the kids to wear costumes and have fun like like my kids participate in Halloween and it has always been an opportunity for them to wear that. We find every reason in the world for them to wear the costume five, six, seven times. Okay. And they're always cute and fun costumes. They've never been scary. They've never been spooky. You know, Mm. we drive around and look at lights and stuff like that, but we've never concentrated on the scariness of it. We've concentrated on, Oh, look how pretty look. I mean, there's a house that is a couple of like two streets from us. And they have every character in every scary movie in their front yard coming out the ground, swinging from trees, nope. in the nope. window, nope. and all kinds of stuff like that. They've done all of those things. And my kid, that's just not the Halloween that my kids know. Um, we've always like gotten together with all of the kids that are their age and you know, with all of the families, like 10, 12 families, and we quote trick-or-treat at each other's houses you know what i'm saying and Mm. and we all come we all come together and we dump all of the candy in the parents go through the candy we distribute and then like my kid never eats it it's always like you know every halloween i'm throwing away candy from last year (laughs) it's always been it's always been something like that and that's because that is that's the halloween that you know that is celebrated like in our group. Like we don't do yeah scaries. Like y'all don't go to the neighborhood do the uh do the whole trick or treating around the neighborhood and get candy from strangers type thing. No, we go to like people's houses that we know that are part of the crew. We like okay, let's drive over here to Miss Kim house. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's drive over here to Mr. Hakeem house. Okay, Mm -hmm. Mr. Hakeem, like we know like a friend of ours just to say Mr. Hakeem, like there's like twenty people in his neighborhood like we know their house we've you know what i'm saying but they've mm-hmm. interacted before been to family things the kids go to school together okay yeah let's go about this 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 we know the folks over here it's been mm-hmm. stuff like that when they ring the door they're like oh hey y'all how y'all doing oh we good how's this you know what i'm saying it's been stuff like that because we don't i mean why why mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like as a teenager, they mm. they get into the the um, haunted houses and things like Mm-mm. that. But to scare the babies like that, like no, I'm not doing it. Period. That's it. No, nope, go ahead and enjoy your time. That's what one mom said. She said, "I hope you enjoy prison." 
Um, and, and I'm here for it because I am not here for for scaring the kids. I think that the tradition of Halloween is to be scary. And I think that that is what people consider to be fun. And I think that because that is the premise of it, I don't fool with it. Because the last thing I need is for someone to scare the bejesus out of my son who already who already it has like social anxiety like he does not talk to people he won't he won't like he'll be talking up a storm me and him as soon as he sees another person he like covers his face like please don't talk to me right and that changes as i mean all kids are like that until they get to where they go to like you know pre-k and then kindergarten and then they have those first hard days and then they interact with kids and then they you know what i'm saying and then they're social um they grow socially right so i hope so because uh i take him to play dates and he don't want to play with the other kids i keep trying that's because you're there that's because you're there but when they go to pre-k you literally like drop your kids off with a whole bunch of other kids and another adult who supervises them And their only source of resource, their only resource for fun and all the kind of things and Mm -hmm. and social things are those other kids. So then that's how they are thrown into a social aspect and then they grow and learn. And Mm -hmm. so that happens. And then also, as your kid gets older, what you might experience, I know you have your feelings now, but what you might experience is that he wants to participate in wearing the costumes and having the fun. You know, he's a boy and boys. You know, you got to manage that because they want sometimes they want to be the scary characters. Um, And so Halloween shopping for us has always happened really early in the season where I can manage and control what kind of costumes, you know, my kid picked from. But they want to be a part of all of the things that's going on. That's like, you know, back in the day, the Jehovah Witnesses kids couldn't you know participate in the christmas festivities like nobody wants to be that i mean i'm not saying that there's nothing that we're going to do so like there's certain things like there's fall festivals that you know some churches have that he can go to and that we can try to do rides and games and Mm -hmm. all this kind of thing um and we'll see as he gets older what we do um I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not here for the spooky. I'm not here for the scaring. I definitely ain't sending him to daycare because the last thing I need to do is to go to jail with somebody going to jail because they going to jail because of what they did. Now I got to go to jail for what I did. It just ain't, it ain't going to work. So yeah, we just going to pass on that. And I'm really glad that those women are going to jail. There are some people that are just saying like, oh, I don't think that it was that deep or I don't feel like they should you know, definitely not worth going to jail for. No, 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 definitely is. Definitely is. You don't get to do that to somebody's child. You don't. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember someone did that to me when I was a kid. And you know, the kids don't have fear automatically. They're not automatically afraid. Mm-hmm. It's not until they're made to fear that they become afraid. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Time, time was hell. Time yeah. was hell. I definitely feel like they was wrong for that, and they definitely um, should suffer the consequences, whatever those consequences are. Mm-hmm. And it, be- they belong to them because they was wrong for that. They were just being incredibly stupid and, um, mm-hmm. and just not not thinking and not being considerate of of the actual child. Like you're a child care provider, and you're not considering the child. It, so that part, that part, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Ooh, I can't with people. I can't madness, with people. Madness, madness, madness. Mm. Uh, well, well, what else? One last thing. Uh, several people in New York City have died due to cocaine orders that they have made through a uh, through a company that does delivery of cocaine because that's like a thing people do in New York. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they missed the just just say no campaigns when we were growing up or what. These people are definitely doing drugs. Uh, they are. They have passed away because that cocaine they ordered was laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. And so my only deal is this. Who do we, who's to blame? Are you to blame if you decide to engage in recreational drug use? Or are the drug suppliers really at fault? I think it's interesting to fault the 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 drug producers mm-hmm. because 
It's not like it's a controlled substance. You know, that this is a funny this is this is interesting because this it's is white collar. Let's just say that. Yeah, this is what all of the like this is the wire. This is what like all of the shows are talking about. Like it's like, okay, I wanted to be high. I didn't want to die. <laughs> 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 you gotta say it like that. So, <laughs> so it's like we're trying to find out who produced it and the stuff on the street says killing the kids. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. not just the stuff on the street that's killing the kids. Just how about mm-hmm. the stuff on the street, period. Period. You know? <laughs> period. Like I think so the people, so they're like, and what this is what the trips me out. I don't want to first let me just say I am not trivializing the death of these people. It's extremely sad. Um and, and condolences to their families. But I got to say this, whenever you showing like this person was a coke addict or a coke user or coke head, whatever you want to call it, because if they were heroin users, mm-hmm. we'd be having a different conversation. Right. I don't know if it would have hit the news the same. So you got a picture of a woman who uh, has a little chihuahua and she's smiling with her little chihuahua like, oh, you mm-hmm. see a guy holding his his girlfriend who's pregnant you see um you see another woman who's like kneeled down with her little fur baby dog right Mm -hmm. and you're just like oh that look they look like really nice people is enter oh you see another lady who's like holding up a pie right one woman had just started her career as an attorney literally graduated got her first job got some got some bad cocaine died Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, I think it's a shame. It's a shame. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a shame because this is the thing. You went to law school. Mm. Law school. Indeed. And got a job as an attorney with a with with a law firm. Yeah. And and you are the one using the coke. Right. Not how not your clients I, that you're defending or prosecuting. How, how can I trust? It's not weed, and it ain't the same. Like weed ain't gonna do you like that. And I'm not a weed user. I just understand that herb ain't like white powder. Listen, the people who can afford cocaine, mm. um, they tax bracket different. <laughs> so, ah. <laughs> uh, that, that that's why they care because otherwise mm. if it was cheap yeah like you said nobody would care and so if it just, was if it was heroin and needles they wouldn't it wouldn't be a thing they'd be like I'm, these silly drug users killing they self mm, but mm, because it's mm. cocaine now it's like oh I, they, they got some bad coke where is the good coke exactly because where coke has coke? not been made coke has not been made illegal uh, in the united states anywhere yeah, where's the literally good nowhere is it legal? Yeah, it's so, still an illegal drug substance. So the fact that you were engaging in the use of an illegal drug substance and that mm. substance happened to be laced with something even more illegal. Mm. Now we got to prosecute folk. Girl, who's to blame, would you say? Now we're prosecuting people. Well, yeah, we weren't well, prosecuting them before. Who's to blame? Do you think it's the drug abuser or the drug seller? I think it's the government. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think, who is everybody for that? Fault. I was trying it's to get high. Fault. I didn't want to die. I get it. I get it. But also, like, how many campaigns did we see growing up in our generation? We had every commercial, Dare. Uh, we had, um, what was it? It was it was all these things about co- crack cocaine. It was about how you could die. It was about how you could become addicted. They talked about gateway drugs. There was yeah. so there was a whole quote unquote war on drugs. There was a war drug dare yes. drug. Right. Addiction resistance education. Hello. We program. We had programs. It was Dare Week. We got t-shirts. We had Man. police came. I remember they pulled a Dare Camaro. A Dare Camaro like wrapped wow. 
onto the stage at my elementary school. Wow. Listen, we loved Dare Week. We, we, what, we do, what we was doing at my school was not taking drugs because... You know what I'm saying? Because okay. Dare. I just I, don't understand how all the people who grew up in our generation decided that they was going to take some coke and do some bumps and be okay. Uh-huh. Like that's that to me is so shameful to be like he was such an upstanding guy. Uh, right. His colleagues found him days later inside of his hotel room with lines of cocaine. That mm-hmm. that's not a that's you just your reputation, friend, is gone. Yeah, you was living a double life. So you was head of the PTA and. <laughs> And taking fit in all the bathroom at a hotel. In a hotel. I just, I just, it doesn't add up. Leave them drugs alone. Drugs kill. They do. just say no. Just say just no say to no. drugs. Just say no to, to drugs. All drugs, and then you won't have to worry about dying when all you want to do is get high. I mean, or you could go to Colorado and hit the vending machine and see what that do. I don't know. That's what I heard. Um, ain't strong enough. They don't. They, they don't strong get- enough. I listen. I ain't, I ain't never trying to be that out of my mind. My drugs be coffee and wine, and if it ain't up in the, in that category, I don't need it. I'm all right. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm all right. Don't <laughs> right. catch me taking the homeopathic. They got a thing called nerve tonic. Put it up under your tongue. Chill on out. How about that? How about that? Oh yeah. Get high on life. On life. <laughs> yes. It is you are not a dope wife. You are listen, that's not the kind of dope wife we want you to be. Okay. You are not a dope wife if you are on drugs. You are literally doing dope. That's a difference. There's a difference <laughs> between being a dope wife and a doped out wife. I'm just saying. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Don't be a dope out wife. Be a dope wife. Be the thing that gets them high. Don't don't use the high supply as all I can. Pay on that. Come on. Whew, Come I think on. we are out of time. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we need to be. <laughs> this has been fun. Oh, this has been fun. Y'all know how we be sometime after it's been a while. We just got the key key. We yes. just got the key key. We had to talk about Kanye and some big D energy because y'all know it was necessary. Y'all let us know what you think about um about these daycare workers and them terrorizing the kids how would you feel about it also let us know what you think about um the people that have passed away due to due to fentanyl lace cocaine do you think that they were at fault or do you think that the drug suppliers were at fault let us know what you think holler at us at three dope wives at gmail.com we'd love to see your comments and holler back at what you talking about but in the meantime, we got to get going, dope wives, okay? And in the meantime, do us a good old favor and keep on doing your part to get till death do you part. And until we see you again, keep on loving yourself and loving that man. See you later. Peace. Peace. Wait, did I record? Oh, I was recording. I didn't know if you had started recording or not, so I started recording too. <clears throat> oh.